This is a life-changing message from Abundant Life Christian Center in Newark, Delaware. More information about Abundant Life can be found at www.alcc1.org. Now, let's join Pastor Jack Miller. So how do I lay down this sin? How am I going to lay it down? How am I going to get to this place? Why? Because God wants me to walk in this thing called authority. But I can't walk in authority, and you're going to see this unless I understand it. And that's going to be my third point. But the first point is I have to develop. Write this down. I, <coughs> pardon me. I have to develop. <coughs> can, can you give me a little water? Please. I have to develop a hunger for holiness. I have to develop a hunger for righteousness. Thank you. Yeah, that's good. I must develop. Write that down. I must develop a hunger. And we might as well put it like the word of God says. I have to develop a hunger and a thirst for righteousness. Let's go to Matthew 5 and 6. Matthew 5 and 6. Now we're going to pick up steam though, right? Hang in there. Matthew 5 and 6. God just wants you to live the abundant life. He died so that you could walk in a whole lot of this stuff. Walk in it, y'all. Come on now. Look what the Bible says, Matthew 5 and 6. It says this. Blessed are they which do what? After what? Righteousness. For they shall be what? Filled. So he says, if I develop this hunger for and thirst for righteousness, he said, I shall be filled. Look what James 4 and 8 says. James 4 and 8. So I must develop this thing. And I'm going to show you how to develop it. You know, ain't no sense telling you to develop it. And then don't tell you how. All right. James 4 and 8 says, draw nigh to. Come on, everybody ready to read. Draw. And he will draw nigh to you. So at that first part of that scripture, he tells me I need to go close. Amen. This relationship that I have with God. See, we have relationship. Facebook is a is is a, I'm just going to talk about Facebook real quick. All right. I know that's a lot of folks friend. Uh, uh, Facebook. Facebook allows you to have friends that are not close. Are you with me? And so you really say they're your friends. You might have 450 friends, but they're really not your friends. All right, they're not real close friends, but God desires a closeness. You know, uh, you know, my friends, I'm probably not, my, my, my people I call friends and good friends, I'm really not friends with them real tight on Facebook. Or I, let me put it another way. My friends that I really have, that I consider friends, I don't communicate to them on Facebook. Y'all didn't get that. My real, if, if I got a real close friend, I call. We have an intimate relationship. We don't, hey, what you doing? Oh, you doing this? I'm cooking this. Oh, yeah. I don't do all that on your Facebook. Amen. I'm just being real with you. I mean, everybody else is different. But I'm just saying, 
to have a tight relationship, you gotta you gotta work that thing. You gotta see one another. You gotta you gotta be calling one another. You gotta be close. And it's the same way with God. We expect to have a relationship on God only on Sunday and Wednesday. And some of that is less than that. Somebody say amen. amen. And so, you know, but see, you know, somebody had said this. Uh, we're waiting for a problem to get a relationship with God. Did y'all just hear what it just said? We're waiting for a problem to have a relationship with God. God, I only want to really have something with you when something goes down and I need you. If I don't need you, I'll call you when I do. Well, God is not that type of God. And one, he's a jealous God. And he was like, you'll call on me. And I'm like, you, and I mean, we tell our friends all the time, don't play me. How many of y'all know what the, don't play me? I don't like to be played. I don't like to be played. Don't play me now. Don't play me. Well, why are you going to try to play God? And then think God don't mind. Oh, God, he God, he all right. No, don't play God like that. Because you'll find out you played yourself. All right. All right. Well, now watch this. Watch this. Come on. Because we've got to get this. And uh, God wants us to get this. I have to continue in my life to continue to make a path of drawing nigh to God. And in drawing nigh to God, there are going to be things. Now watch this real quick. There are going to be things and people I might have to deal away with. See, because in order to draw nigh, I can't have someone in my life that's going to take me away from him. I need somebody in my life that's going to push me to him. Somebody say amen. And so you need to start to evaluate and redefine relationships that are not taking you to him, but away from him. All right. Okay. All right. Only me. Okay. Now watch this. Second Kings 13. Second Kings 13 and 14. I want you to understand something also. What you do in secret. Now watch this. Listen to my heart. What you do in secret shows itself in the public. What you do in secret shows itself in the public. So you can be secret all you want. You can be doing all this nasty all you want. Eventually it comes out. It shows itself. Somebody say amen. And I want you to understand this. Your victories that you desire and you want are one. They're all one. They've already been won by God. But two, they're solidified by you, by faith in private. Did you just hear what I just said? The victories that have already been won, guaranteed for you, are solidified by you in private, not in the public eye. All right, let me, let, me, let me show you what I'm talking about. I want you, you saying, what do you mean? I'm, I, I'm, okay, let's show that. Now, Elisha was fallen sick of his sickness, whereof he died. And Joash, the king of Israel, came down unto him and wept over his face and said, Oh, my father, my father, the chariot of Israel and the horsemen thereof. Watch this. Let's keep reading down. And Elisha said unto him, Take bow and bow and arrow, uh, take bow. I'm sorry. Take bow and arrows. And he took unto him bow and arrows. Now watch this. Now see, see, something's about to happen in the secret. Only one knew about this was him and the man of God. All right. 
And he said unto the king of Israel, put thine hand upon thy bow. And he put his hand upon it. And Elisha put his hands upon the king's hands. Watch this. And he said, open the window eastward. And he opened it. Then Elisha said, shoot. And he shot. And he said, the arrow of the Lord's deliverance and the arrow of the deliverance from Syria, from, for thou shalt smite the Syrians and Aphek till thou hast consumed them. All because he shot an arrow. Yeah. What he did in private, he just said, we'll show up in public. Watch this. And he said, take the arrows. And he took them. And he said unto the king of Israel, smite upon the ground. And he smote thrice and stayed. He told him, take the arrows. They'll hit him on the ground. He didn't tell him how many times. But he told him, do it. Are you with me? So he was supposed to just hit. And then look at the man of God. Is that enough? But he just said. And then he stopped. And the man of God said, see, see he did something again in what? Friday. See, God wants you to go all the way. When you stop short, you're shorting you. Watch this. He said, and he, t- he says this, and the man of God was wroth with him and said, thou should have smitten five or six times. Then hast thou smitten Syria till thou hast consumed it, whereas now thou shalt smite Syria but three times. He said, because you, what you did in pop, private, this is going to show up in the public. What you are doing now, how does that transcend to you and I? What you do, the meditation you do, the study you do, the prayer you do. Now, we're not using that as a uh, law or something, but we're using that as uh, 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 things that God has given me under grace to operate in so that I can walk into prosperity, so I can walk into victory, into the things that he has. So the more I meditate on this word, the more I have the success that I should have. Let's look at Psalms 1. So I have to, well, number one, we're talking about developing. I have to develop a hunger. A hunger for, you know, uh, a hunger for something just doesn't come. You got to develop it. How bad do I want it? Develop it. Somebody say, I'm going to develop this. All right, glory to God. You ever been in the mall? I told you this before. You ever been in the mall? All right. You ever notice why? Yeah. How many of y'all been to the movie theater? All right. You ever notice this? When you go to the movie theater, they're always popping popcorn. Whether you want it or not. You ever notice that? They just want you to smell it. Because the more you smell it, the more you want it. There's a reason why cinnamon bun is, is he lights them up early in the morning. Before you get in the mall, he lighting them up. Why? He wants the ovens gone. Get that good. And sometimes it's just, it's, they, they ain't even cooking nothing. They just got it smelling. <laughs> they developing a hunger in you. And you walking by, mm, something smell good. Next thing you know, you wasn't even hungry. <laughs> All right. All right. Develop. Somebody say, I must develop a hunger. What did I tell you? Go to Psalms 1 and 1. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. Keep going. Watch this. You've seen this before. But his delight is the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he. Does he do what? When does he meditate? 
All right. Glory to God. Amen. Be careful on what you're filling your cup up with. Amen. So I must meditate on this. Hunt your neighbor say, I must meditate day and night. Isn't it amazing that we have time for everything, but a lot of times we don't have time for God. But then when things slow down where there's a problem, now I got time for you. Somebody say amen. All right. So the first thing is I must develop a hunger. Hunt your neighbor say, I know that's right. Thirdly, or second thing is real quick. Because I'm almost out of time already. I must be convinced that God does love me. Even in spite of, me, in spite of my sin, God still loves me. Hunt your neighbor say, I know that's right. One of the worst things the enemy tells you is that God doesn't want to bless you. And that God hates your guts. Because you have sinned against him that God can't stand you. He'll tell you that. But I, I'm here to tell you that grace does say that God says, it's my goodness that I sing to you. I'm going to give you the goodness of God. Let's look at that in Romans 2 and 4 real quick because I want to get to this next point before we go. Goodness of God. God's not sending accidents to get me to live right. And we've said that before, but I need to reiterate it. God's not sending accidents and he's not sending sickness to teach me a lesson. And see, if you, and, and see, your last, and see, you need to get past that last sin because, see, here's the thing is, that's the enemy telling you God doesn't want to bless you. That ain't God saying that. Are y'all listening to me? He's still trying to get me to repent. Look what he says. Or despiseth thou the riches of his goodness and forbearance and long suffering, not knowing, everybody ready to read, not that the. Uh, did y'all see that? That's a reminder that the goodness of God does what? Remind to repentance. It, it brings you to repentance. It's God's goodness. God's been good to me, and because he didn't kill me, he, did, he showed mercy on me. Come on, somebody say amen. Mercy is, mercy is God not giving me what I deserve. And so he's saying, I'm going to show you some mercy. You should be dead. Hello? Because you done did some nasty stuff. Amen. I only got a few strong amens. But some of y'all are like, yeah, I was nasty. Matter of fact, I was nasty last week too. Okay, I got to get free from nasty. That's, you're right, you're right. Thank you, Lord, for not killing me for being nasty. Because you done thought some stuff you ain't had no business thinking. Done some things you ain't had no business doing. Amen. You know. <laughs> Only a few folks. <laughs> folks said, I've been saved all my life. No, you ain't. Now you got to repent for lying. <laughs> Amen. All right, number three. And this is where I want you to, to get. I have to get to this place where I understand so I have to understand that God loves me. I, un- I understand that he wants me to develop a uh, hunger for hunger and thirst for righteousness because he's going to feel that. But I also have to understand something else. I have to understand uh, this thing really is about authority and understand how to walk in 
the authority that has been given. Because if I don't understand the authority that has been given uh, to me to take uh, control over circumstances and situations in my life, I will allow them to overcome me. Did you hear what it just said? I will allow those things to overcome me. Now, now I've got to show you this. Let's go to, let's go to Matthew before I leave. Let's go to Matthew 8 and 5. Let's look at that. Matthew 8 and 5. Amen. And uh, I want to show you a few things before I go today. Because we can have power. And power to me is the ability uh, given to you by God to overcome any circumstance or situation. But if we don't use our power with that authority, we get ourselves in trouble. Uh, There are people in the world that have power, but they don't have authority. Somebody say amen. All right, watch this. I want to show you this. Look with the Bible. Y'all read it? Now, we've read this a a billion times, right? Or, well, I won't say that, but a lot. And when Jesus was entered into, but today we want to look at it differently. All right, I want to be able to show you something. When Jesus was entered into Capernaum, there came unto him a centurion beseeching him. Now, let's set this all up. See, because we're going to read two different versions of this. We're going to read Matthew 8, but we're going to also read uh, Luke 7. All right, so prepare Luke 7. And I want to show you something. A centurion was a... A Roman, yeah, he was a Roman officer that was usually over 100 folk. So he had power and he had ability. Now, notice what I just said. He was a Roman. He was a Roman. This guy, and we're going to read in, he knows nothing about Christ but what he heard. Somebody told him somewhere there is a healer. And that it is Jesus. Now watch this. But you have to see this. And when Jesus was in it, okay, Centurion beseeching him. Now, we're going to have to read down because Luke picks up a different aspect of what goes on. And saying, Lord, my servant lieth at home sick of the palsy, grievously tormented. Next verse. And Jesus said unto him, I will come and heal him. And watch this. Keep going. And the centurion answered and said, Lord, I am not worthy that thou shouldest come under my roof, but speak the word only and my servant shall be healed. All right. There's a lot of stuff in this that we got to get. See, because this is how this word works. Oh, y'all listen. This is how you gain control. And Jesus is excited because he understood it. You're going to see this. He's excited. Jesus is going to be excited and marvel because he's going to unsee something that many people don't see. And see, that's why I tell you, you can be in church, but you may not see it. You can hear the word. I I tell you what, uh, can we push pause right there? Let's go to Luke 7. Man, you got to see this stuff. Man, this thing is awesome to me because I'm like, man, he's telling me if I get a hold of this thing, if I start to understand this thing called authority and walking. See, but this is what the problem is. People can't walk in authority unless you get under authority. And so we're trying to walk in something that we won't do ourselves. 
I'm telling you the truth. People won't walk in authority. That's why folk have so much trouble with certain jobs and stuff and certain people and certain things. That's why they can't come under authority. They can't sit under authority. Your kids are bad if they don't listen to authority. Just say it like it is. You got bad kids. That's one thing you should teach your kids is to understand authority. I am not jack to your kids. I just throw that out there. Yeah, I, I don't think none of your little blessings done that because I would have straightened them for you. I would have made it right for you. I would have made it right. But there's certain things, there's a certain authority. You know, my kids don't have the right to call me jack. That's not, that's, that's my parenting thing that you have to understand. To this day, I never called my, my, my father by his first name. Because I understand authority. He's my authority. But he's your dad. Yeah, he's my authority. He's still my authority. I still respect that. My mother, I still respect that authority. Those over me, I respect that. Somebody say amen. Because you can't walk in authority unless you understand it. You see, you've got to get under. That's why he says under. Jesus himself went under authority. All right, y'all ready? Look at this. Y'all, y'all get down there? All right, now watch this. Watch this, because we've got a few more things we've got to point out. Now, when he had ended all his sins in the audience of the people, he entered it. Now, we've got a different view of this. He entered into Capernaum, and a certain centurion servant who was dear unto him was sick and ready to die. Here's one thing that you probably didn't know also, that he had a right to kill his boy. He had a right because his servant was now dying. He had a right. He had a right to let him die. He had a right to just go ahead and just let it, course, take care of his, you know, because, he, you know, he was lord over it. So he had a right to do what he wanted to this. But watch what he said. But, but, but was dear to him. See, when you love somebody and you're really intimate with it, you ain't, want, you ain't willing to let them go. And you said, this guy is special to me. All right, now watch this. And he was sick, and he was ready to die. But you guys see this, and come on. And when he had heard of Jesus, he sent out. Now, there it is. Remember when I told you he heard of Jesus, didn't he? Now, watch this. He sent unto him the elders of the Jews. He didn't go himself. He wouldn't go himself. Now, what you say, well, he sent the elders. Now, he sent folk that he felt Jesus would listen to. Because he felt he wasn't worthy. Humility is a tough drug. But it exalts you to the place that God wants you to be. Somebody say amen. The Bible even says this, if you humble yourself, they that humble themselves shall be exalted. So, you see him being humble at the place of, I ain't worthy to go talk to this guy because I'm a Roman. Did you see that? I'm a Roman. I really, what I'm about to ask this guy is outside. Why? Being a Roman, I don't have a covenant right that them Jew boys got. I don't mean to say that Jew boy like that. Don't take that the wrong way. Amen. But as the Jews had, the elders of the Jews, remember in Matthew, he said, these was guys, there was some of these guys out there that he said, 
there were going to be gnashing of teeth. But these guys, the elders of the Jews should have had a covenant with him. But they themselves didn't know who he was. They were always challenging his authority. But here comes a man who doesn't challenge the authority, recognizes the authority, and watch what happens. And unto him the elders of the Jews beseeching him that he would come and heal his servant. Next verse. And when they came to Jesus, they besought him instantly, saying that he was worthy for whom he should do this. This guy's a good guy. That's what they're saying. He's a good guy. He may not be of the covenant, but he's a nice guy. All right, that's what they're saying. He may not be saved, but Jesus, he's a nice guy. Because he done built us a church. Look what he says. Watch this quickly. Look what it says, y'all. For he loveth our nation, and he hath built us a synagogue. If somebody built our church, you'd be saying the same thing. He a nice guy. God be a blessing to him. Because he's a nice guy. How many has ever done something for you? And you knew they was a rat. I mean a blessing. In another way. I mean they were just mean folk. And you knew they didn't have a relationship with God. They even tell you that sometimes. But they did nice stuff for you. And did you ever ask God, God can you still bless him? Have you ever done that? Where you go, God, I know he don't seem like he living right, but Lord, can you still bless him? That's what they were doing. They were saying, can you still bless? For he loveth our nation. He hath built us a synagogue. You know, he don't treat us like everybody else. Now remember, again, this guy doesn't have covenant. But he understood something. Watch this. Quickly. Then Jesus went with them, and when he was now not far from the house, the centurion sent friends to him, saying unto him, Lord, trouble not thyself. Glory. For I am not worthy that thou should enter under my roof. Don't come under my house because you know I ain't living right. You know, I'm going to be straight up with you. You know, I ain't who who this guy. I mean, I am not this guy. Come on. Wherefore, neither thought I myself worthy to come unto thee. But say in a word. Y'all see that? Say in a word and my servant shall be healed. Man, you got to see this. Now watch this. Keep, keep going. For I also am a man. See, see, set under. First he says, I understand authority. He said, for also I am a man set under what? Authority. I'm under somebody. So I know how this works. Having, and then he goes into another spill. He says, having under me soldiers, and I say unto one, go, and he goeth, and to another, come, and he cometh, and to my servant, do this, and he doeth it. He's like, so whatever I say, it gets done. Next verse, quickly. When Jesus heard these things, he marveled at him, and he turned him about and said unto the people that followed him, I say unto you, I have not found. Now, wait a minute. He says, I have not found so great faith, no, not in Israel. But you have to understand something. Aren't the disciples with him? Aren't the Jewish leaders with him? But yet 
He says, someone who was uncircumcised, not under the covenant that I have, understands how this thing works. Are you with me? And see, in life, unless we understand it, it really doesn't work because the enemy comes and steals it. Somebody say amen. amen. Now watch this. You ever been at a football game? I got, I got to show you something real quick. Uh, how many of y'all know football? Now I got to see, I got because I'll get ready to explain something to you. Okay, okay. All right. Okay, how many of y'all know sports? How many of y'all have a sport? Okay, show me a sport. I mean, how many of y'all got a sport? Real quick, I got to go home. Reggie, what's your sport? Football. He likes football. What's your sport? Basketball. Somebody else got a sport? Baseball. Somebody else got a sport? Huh? He said, he said basketball. Somebody got another. Boxing. All right. Can I ask you a question? Now watch this. Follow. Have you ever seen something in your sport? How many of you got a favorite team? Have you ever seen a call against your team? And you ever seen a video? And you now see, I, I got to tell you about a thing I saw a year ago, right? And uh, I'm going to tell you this real quick, so that this all ties in. I watched a football game, and it was don't get mad, Reggie. It was between Green Bay and Dallas, and. They threw the ball to Des Brown. I watched it happen. I saw the catch. I knew it was a catch. But they said it wasn't. They slowed it down. They saw him catch the ball. They saw him go to the ground. And then after he got up on the ground, then it was moved. It was already over the thing. Then the ball moved. And they said that's not a catch. And so they told me, I saw this happen again last night. I know you like basketball. I was watching the game last night. It's been overtime. Team was up by three. The ball, the boy shoots the ball. I'll be, I'm taking you somewhere. He shoots the ball off the rim. He missed the first one. Then he shoots it again. It's .9 seconds left on the clock. I'm showing you something. LeBron goes up. Ball comes off the rim. LeBron goes up. Catches the ball. Oh, the ball slides off his head. Down his arm. Down to his, down to his uh, hip. His thigh. And then he called the timeout. He did that all in point three seconds. And I said, I ain't crazy. But I do know. You can't do all that in point three seconds. You understand for me? And he was like, yeah, he, just, he didn't even have the ball. And the one guy said, well, he never had the ball. He said, it shouldn't been. And I said, yeah, he never had the ball. And I said, oh. And the guy, watch this. See, LeBron has the power to make the shot. But he doesn't have the authority to make the call. Watch this. Now, this other guy put in, had a little number on the back. There was three of them standing around. And they looked in the thing. And then they came out and they said, Yeah, put three more point seconds on the clock. And I was like, How do you do that? And I said, That's when you're in authority. 
like the way it's going, you have the right to change the game. Why? Because you have the authority and you have the power. Are y'all listening to me? That's why I knew, now I know I can watch something and they can change it in the midst of it because they are in authority. Are you with me? That's why I catch me in a catch no more because you ain't in authority. Now, we know we ain't crazy. We know what we saw. And see, you're basing everything on what you see. Not realizing you have the authority to say, this ain't the way it's going to end. I told you about a story a long time ago. When I was growing up, I'm going to be honest with you. Maybe you want to do it the same thing that I do. Uh, When I was growing up, uh, I had a basketball court uh, in my backyard. All right. And they they put my name on it. Did I tell you they put my name on it? They put my name on it. And uh, I felt so privileged. Amen. Because everybody didn't have one. And they built me one. And uh, I'm out there playing. And, you know, and a lot of times in the country, you don't play with somebody. You play by yourself. You know, and I, I mean, there were so many games I played that I was, I mean, every game I played, I was the dude. You know, and then, and you know, watch this, watch this. It went five. I would go five, four. You ever play that? Three, two. I go like this between my legs. I stop, pull up, clank. I was foul. When it clacked, it was fouled. And I said, I got one second left on the clock. He would go to the line. You know, see, see what I did? And then I go to, the, I go to my line. And I, and I shoot. If I miss, ah, he moved. <laughs> there's a violation, right? You know, there's a violation. How many of y'all know if the guy moves when you shoot the shot, moving in, that's a violation? And so if I missed the shot, that was a violation. Why? Because I had to win. Are you with me? God has set you up to be the authority so that whatever the way this thing ends, it ends in victory for you that has already been given. Stop calling the thing which you see it and call the thing a be not as though it should be. Whatever God says that it is, that's what it should be. Not what you, come on somebody, you have to understand your authority, walk in it, and call the thing what God says it is. You have that right. Stop saying I have the power. Yeah, you got the power of the ability, but now use your authority with it. They're doing it in the world all the time and saying it's okay. Somebody say amen. They change the rules all the time. And then they say, and you see it happen, and you act like, oh, that's not right. Yeah, but they're in authority. Well, God has placed you there. When you understand this, there is no sin that can easily beset you. You get to a place where you take authority over the sin. And you say to yourself, I've had enough of you. I've had enough. I take authority. I have power, the ability to be given to me. The Bible says this, Acts 1 and 8, you shall receive after Luke 10, 19 tells you what? He, he gave them all what? The proceeding is a recording by the teaching ministry of Abundant Life Christian Center in Newark, Delaware. 
If this has been a blessing to you and you wish to sow into our ministry, you may send a check or money order made payable to Abundant Life Christian Center or ALCC at P.O. Box 415, Bear, Delaware, 19701. Thank you for listening. And remember, Satan is defeated, darkness is dispelled, and Jesus Christ is Lord. Thank you.